Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. All right, you don't, don't laugh at me when I say this, but I'm just going to sp- talk for a short amount of time, and, um, and then we're going to go into uh, and some time, uh, and some time of uh, uh, just praying for each other. Um, if, if you've never been here, before, it's your first time, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. you got a few people. Awesome. Hey, welcome, you guys. It's awesome to have you guys and family. It's cool to see Jacob's here. From Love you guys, too. Lance, come on. Woo. Thank you, Father. Lord, thank you for today. It's already been a really good church service. I'm really, I'm really thankful that we have a church services that, uh, that, that include the impossible. Uh, I, I don't know that this has to be true all the time, but I, I, I would hope that every time we meet, we get to see God do the impossible. Otherwise, we might be a rotary club or something. And, and, and I, think, I, think, I, think, I think social clubs are really powerful and they're really good. There's lots of things that, that happen um, because people are dedicated to loving people in practical ways. But I, I just think that in, in, in the body of Christ, we should be known for the impossible. We should be known for love that can't be done without God. And so I think we should also feed the homeless. We should also do backpack giveaways. That just makes me excited to do that kind of stuff. Like just love kids and love families that way. But if, we, if we're not known for doing the impossible, um, I, I don't know, maybe we just we need to take a look at, you know, what's our theology say? Because um, I, I think just about everywhere Jesus went, he did the impossible. He backed up his words, his testimony with, with miracle signs and wonders everywhere he went. So, um, yeah. So I, and, and, and everybody here is a miracle in some way. I, you guys all have your testimonies. I love it. But um, I'm going to talk a little bit about love. Um, I, I get to see, you know, we're down in San Diego and here and other places. I get to see the power of, of, of Christians in community. And I get to see the power of, I get to go to the churches. Our friends have churches and it's awesome. And, I'm, and I'm, I keep thinking about this idea of, um, of sustainability, of sustainability. How do we become Christians, powerful sons and daughters that are sustainable, okay? When I think about sustaining, what, I mean, what do I mean by sustainability or sustaining? I mean that, that, that you're getting lit on God maybe today or maybe you got lit five years ago. What do you look like now? Right, there's a great man, Bill Johnson. Uh, he used to tell um, uh, people, he says, "Listen, I I love that you're burning now, but but find me in 20 years, invite me out to coffee, and tell me that you're still burning." And there's something about the sustainability that's just on my heart because that's um, just a passion of mine. That my flame would only get bigger. That that my kids would not actually have to fight for the same things I had to fight for in my beliefs and mindsets and culture. That, that when my kids grow up, it's, it's of course God wants to do this. So, I mean, I've seen it hundreds of times. Of course he raises the dead. Um, and so I, I just, I don't want us to like 20 years from now to be talking to our kids saying, yeah, we had a move of God once. <laughs> and they're wondering what happened to it. And so there's something powerful in my heart of, of creating a personal legacy that in, in a year from now, in five years from now, um, my, my understanding of the Father, my understanding of love, my, the miracles that, that show up when I show up will still be happening. And not just happening, but they'll be increasing. 
Okay, and I don't, I don't want to put any shame on anybody that's silliness that, oh, I, I'm not increasing. Cool. There's an invitation. There's an invitation when God puts a hunger in your heart for something you're not seeing. Okay, so I, I don't do the shame and condemnation thing. That's lame. It's boring. But what I do love is I do love that God puts a hunger in us for what we're not seeing. Amen? And so when, you're, there, there's a, there's, when you see something in somebody else, you see Jordan, or you see, you, see Yosef, you, you see these people around you, and you're like, oh, I want to see that in my life. It's, it's to cause you into hunger. You talk, I, I've talked a lot about jealousy, and you get jealous for the, for the ways of the Lord. You get jealous for the encounters. I'm reading a book called, it's called um, as it, uh, Face-to-Face Encounters with Jesus, I think it's called. Is that what it's called? And it's, it, it's awesome. It's, literally, the whole book is about a guy that talks about his, his personal encounters with Jesus. And I'm like, I want to have personal encounters like that with Jesus. I want him to walk into my room, and I want to, I want to, I want to say, I'm, I don't want to eat any, for the rest of the night. I just want to hang out in my room with Jesus. And so I get hungry for the things of God when I watch what other people are doing, what he's, what he's doing with other people. I don't want to get, and don't get offended. Well, he doesn't show up to me like that. Well, how come he doesn't want to do that? Doesn't he love me the same? Well, he loves you more, I guess. Like, no, he... He, he lands on certain people to make us all hungry for the more. He's not a respecter of people. Woo. All right, so let's be done. That's good church. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. I said short. Okay, so um, I'm just going to read some scripture. I think, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. It, Here's the, here's the thing before I dive into this. The key to longevity, the key to sustaining a move of God in your heart is love. It's love. What do you mean by love? I don't know. Let's read the scripture. It says 1 Corinthians 13. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a second. Turn to 1 Corinthians 13. What I mean by love is that when your motive is love, when the heart can, the heart posture, the way that you move and you walk and you have your being is, I'm a man of love. And you're like, well, I don't know if I am. Well, the man of love is inside you. So by, by default, you are a man or a woman of love because the, love, the man love is inside you. So just, just learn to walk as who you are. But when, when your motive is love... You'll never be disappointed. You'll never be, you'll never be bummed out and, and lose your way. You'll never stray from the path that he has you on because you're so confident in this easiest thing you could ever do and love someone. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. If I speak with tongues of men and angels but do not have love, I've become a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. Now he talks, then he starts talking about the gifts and things like that, the supernatural. And if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, say all faith. Wow, all faith. (laughs) So as to remove mountains, Hector, to heal the sick, to remove the mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, a sacrifice, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. This is it, guys. This is it. If you desire for your life that you would be a burning, that you would be a man, a woman of love, of of miracles, of breakthrough, that you would see other people walk in breakthrough a year from now, five years from now, 20 years from now, you have to get this thing down. And, and 
Sometimes I think, well, we should probably stop doing the miracles and just focus on love. No. No, no, no. Because it starts off, verse, verse four, or, uh, chapter 14, and so skip down. And it says, uh, uh, verse four, chapter 14, verse 1, pursue love. Pursue it. Yet desire earnestly or lust after, yearn for spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And he talks about for one who prophesies, edifies, and he goes into some of these gifts. So what he's saying here, he says, listen, set your heart and your mind on love. He says, pursue love. You could even say this way, pursue the man love. (laughs) Pursue Jesus. Yet desire these gifts that he's put inside you. Cultivate them. Love them. Get excited about the gifts in you. It's what, it's what makes us like him in so many ways that, we, that he's trusted us to do the impossible. That he's trusted us to, to pray for people. I never want to stop doing that because then I would stop looking like Jesus in some ways. But for longevity, if you want to sustain this thing, if you want a year from now, if you want to be just as fiery, just as excited um, just as content with your life, just full of joy. I mean, there's so many things you talk about with sustaining something. If you want to do that, you've got to make sure that all of your motive, all of the passion inside you is fueled by love. It's fueled by this man, Jesus, who has no fault in him. See, the, the alternative is you're fueled by a need to be important. Uh, you're fueled by a need to be further along than you are now. Uh, a need to be... Uh, Oh, a need to be, uh, oh God, I'm sorry. I see people and then I just love people. It throws me way off. <laughs> sorry. Oh, close my eyes. <laughs> I told you you're beautiful. Um, see, the alternative, and, and I, 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 the alternative is you show up to a meeting wondering if you're valuable and so you're motivated by worth and self-worth. The alternative it is you, you show up to church and and, and, and you wonder if someone's going to pray for you and make you feel better that day. The alternative is you, 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 you're trying to earn some place in God's heart by doing miracles or, or by feeding the poor and, and look good for people. Listen, pursue love. Pursue this thing of I am so radically loved because you say I am. God, what does that mean? Why do you love me so much? Because when everything is fueled from love, there's no offense allowed. Love does not let offense happen. Love is unoffendable. Love is patient. It's kind. It's not jealous. It gets hungry. Love does not brag. It is not arrogant. It doesn't seek unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. Love doesn't try to make itself better. It just knows it's good. It's not provoked. It doesn't take into account wrong suffered. I'm preaching now. Um, It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things and endures all things. And love never, what? Fails. Come on. See, if you're motivated by anything else, it just might fail on you. But love doesn't fail. This is the rock that we stand on. His name's Jesus. He's the man love, and he never fails. And so my heart for all of us, and uh, (laughs) I just get so wound up up here. Ah, thank you, Jesus. When you're you're pursuing love, when you're standing on love, when you walk into a meeting knowing you're loved, not trying to prove your love by what you can do for God, 
It will never fail you. It will never be offendable. So listen, if you're trying to prove yourself and it doesn't go the way it's supposed to go, you're going to be radically offended and, and, and give yourself a year before you're completely discouraged. You're not even going to church anymore. You're meeting with a few other offended people in some meeting over here. Not, just, just, just say it. I, that could happen. But when you stand in a place of radical love and belonging because you belong to him and you'll never not belong to him. There'll never be another solution. That is the solution. And when you stand in this place of love, you can pray for the sick. You can, you can, you can hold people that are hurting and you're not going to be hurt or offended if you don't see what you're supposed to see because you're in love. And no matter what happens, you're not going to be offendable. And a year from now, and five years from now, you're not going to be on some weird track you're going to be on the path, the way. You're going to be walking with the man love. And look at yourself five years ago if you do that. And you'd be like, oh my gosh. I don't even recognize myself. I'm so, I'm so powerful. <laughs> the problems that, that, that threw me off last year don't throw me this year. And I promise you, I promise you, you're going to be seeing things happen in your life that are going to cause you to get a little embarrassed. You're like, oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I would have been so scared a year ago, but I held tight to love. It says, pursue love, yet desire earnestly the spiritual gifts. Pursue this walk of love, but know that love is an action. But know that love will compel you. The pureness of love in Christ will compel you. I love our friends have a ministry, Jason Chin. He has a ministry that says, love says go. <laughs> I think Jordan's done some video and stuff, work, work with him. And, but it's that love says go. And I love that idea that Jason has just embodied this place of love, that I'm this, the, the gospel that I'm loved because he says I'm loved. The Christ measuring stick of, of his love for me is Christ crucified. And then, but from this, he's got this whole activation school because he, he recognizes that when you walk in fully, in, as a man and woman fully loved, you can't help but reach out and touch someone. You can't help but see the person next to you needing what you have. And Come on. So in a second, I'm going to break us up into groups. One of the things, if you're new to our community, we have, maybe in the past month you just got here, we try to consistently take time in the service, not just when we're all done, to actually break, into pray, break up and pray for people. The Bible says that everybody has a gift to bring, a song, a, a, a word, a, a prophetic word. You know, everybody has something to give, to bring. Um, and I want to tell you that this is how we make sure that happens, is that we actually make time for you to bring your gift to the person next to you. And I want to encourage you. This is why I want to preach this message today because I want to encourage you. When, when we break up, when you, when you partner with a few people and you get in a little, a little circle with the chairs around you or something, I want, I want you to think about what's, what's inside of me coming out. I want you to practice this right now. We're going to activate you because listening to a sermon this one day a week doesn't actually transform you. Trying it out is what actually creates transformation. So we're going to try this out. And I want you to, I want, before you pray for the person, I want you to, I want you just, I want you to imagine just how loved you are. Woo! 
And then I might just, you know, just, and then if you've never prophesied before, we actually have a class hearing from God, a prophetic class right after this service, in between services. Um, I think we're going to do it right over here. Danny's going to be teaching. It's awesome. It's right over here in the, where the kids area is. You can be like kids. So if, if, you're, if you're new to this and you're like, oh, I want to learn more how to do that, join that class. It's going to be awesome. But oh, we didn't do announcements. <laughs> we didn't do announcements. I just realized that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. um, but anyway, so we're going to break into groups. And I just want to challenge you guys. I want to challenge you guys because this is how you grow. Is, is you imagine yourself being the most loved person in the room. Like Ben is gonna, is gonna pray for someone. He's gonna think about himself as the most loved person in the room. And you can compete with him if you want. <laughs> you can. You can be like, well, Ben, I'm gonna give you a run for your money because I think I'm the most loved person in the room. And then, and, then, and then you release the love on the person next to you and you watch what happens. Come on, this is good. Okay, all right, hey, I'm gonna... Um, so we're going to do that, and then we'll probably call us back and just kind of close the message in a minute. So when, when we get back on the mic after this in like 10 minutes or so, um, if you can, just kind of quiet down. We've got one more thing to do. Um, yeah. Is it good? Okay. All right. Hey, here's what I want you to do. Now, when I say I want you to, we're going to pray for each other, what, here's a little bit of structure in this. I want you to just ask the Father, hey, God, what do you want? What? What do you want me to encourage this person with? What do, what do you see in this person? I want you to imagine the gold that God sees in them, and I want you to speak it out, okay? And if, and what, and you, can, if you, can, you just want to pray for them. If they have practical things you want to pray for them too, that's awesome. Let's do that also. But I'm going to give you like 10 minutes to do that, okay? So just manage your time a little bit, and then when we're done, you guys can keep praying for each other. It's usually what happens. So I want, I want everybody to stand up right now, because otherwise everybody will stay seated. And I, I want to challenge you too, like if you want to turn around or, or get out of your seat, I want you to find someone that maybe you don't know. Maybe they're behind you. Don't just turn to the couple people next to you. Turn people behind you you've never met. Tell them your name. Say, man, Jesus loves you. And, and then one by one, just start praying for each other, okay? I'll let you guys just kind of run with this. We'll get the house music on really lightly, and then we'll call you back. All right, go ahead. Hey, if you guys would just... Uh... Go ahead and wrap up praying for people. We have one last thing we want to do. Uh, we don't end services here. Hey, shh. Let's go ahead and wrap up praying. We don't end services here without giving people an opportunity to come to Christ. I remember when I was 19 years old, I was living my own life. I was living a life filled with dysfunction, filled with sin. And God came into my apartment and he said to me, Chris, you can keep living the way that you're living, but you know the end of it. And I knew where my life was headed. I knew I was on a fast track to destruction. I was on a fast track to hell. But Jesus Christ stood before me and was wanting to liberate me from the disease of sin. Sin is a disease and Jesus Christ is the cure. If you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've never experienced forgiveness of sins, the cleansing that comes through the intimate knowledge of knowing that you are loved intimately by your Father, that your Father God would give everything for you, including all of himself on the cross in his Son, Christ Jesus. If you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, I'm gonna ask you to be bold. Jesus Christ hung naked on the cross for you. He hung naked on the cross for you. Is there music going on right now? 
It's like, where's that coming from? Jesus Christ, it's like angels singing while we're doing the altar call. Jesus Christ hung naked on the cross for you. He said, if you would confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. If you came in here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, the boldness that I'm gonna ask you to have in just a moment, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. And by raising your hand, you're saying, I need to give my life to Christ. Maybe you've been to church your entire life. Just because you go to Burger King, it doesn't make you a hamburger. Maybe you've been going to church your entire life, but you've never given your life to Jesus. Yes, this is a funny altar call, but God is fun. If you're here today and you know God's speaking to your heart right now, I want you to put your hand in the air right now. If you're in this room, you've never given your life to Jesus, just anywhere in this room, anywhere in this room, just put it up high, I need to see. Anywhere in this room, God's speaking to you right now. Hey, just pray, church. Just pray for just a moment. Just to see if there's anybody here. If there's anybody here. If you're here this morning, you've never given your life to Jesus. Or you know what? If you're here also today and you gave your life to Jesus, maybe you were a child in life circumstances, maybe you went through a divorce and you haven't been to church in a long time, you haven't been walking with Christ, and you know that today God is calling you home. Like that song we sang, he leaves the 99 and comes out for the one. Maybe you're that sheep that's been wandering. If you're here today and you know that's you, I'm not gonna have you come forward, but I want you to respond publicly. Just put your hand up in the air. You know that God's talking to you. You need to give your life to him. I'm just gonna wait just a moment. Thank you, Father. We like to do this. We like to have people respond publicly, and then we like to have the people around you pray with you because they're gonna be the ones walking with you through stuff. Is there anyone here? I'm just gonna wait just another moment. If there's anyone here. Well, this is a good indicator that you guys need to bring more people to church. <laughs> We're gonna do this every single week. We do it every week. We've been seeing people get born again regularly here at the church, been having people get radically saved and uh, just, just watching people weep and give their lives to Christ, there's nothing better, honestly. Honestly. So um, why don't you put your hand on someone around you. Let's just pray for salvation in Costa Mesa. And let's pray that uh, there would be a draw for people. I still feel like there might be some people here. So you need to come up after the end of the service and you need to talk to one of this team or whatever. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here in Southern California. God, we're in a wave of salvation right now. Lord Jesus, we just thank you that people are coming to you everywhere we go. God, I pray that you would right now, even um, I want you to pray out people's names in your family, people's names that you know that need Christ right now. Just begin to pray for them. Yeah, just begin to pray for them. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.